Hello, this is Calvin Driscoll, and I want to welcome you to the Real Leaders Podcast. This podcast is specifically designed to equip you with godly leadership skills that can be applied to all areas of your life. Throughout this podcast, my dad, Pastor Mark Driscoll, will be sitting down with some world-renowned pastors and ministry leaders to learn what it really means to be a real leader. For more content like this, we encourage you to visit realfaith.com. Now, enjoy today's Real Leader Podcast. Well, howdy, Pastor Mark here, driving home from my day hike in the mountains, uh, talking about preaching the Bible while driving the Bronco, and maybe sometime I'll do a class on how to prepare a sermon and prepare. The truth is, I am so weird in how I prepare that it's hard for me to coach others. I verbal process as I go. I, I, I yeah, it's just a, it's just a situation. So, what I want to talk about today is preaching style. And uh, the truth is this, it takes a while to figure out your own style. God made you with a unique personality, voice, sense of humor, physical presence, innate God-given Holy Spirit, you know, authority. And uh, God made you because there are certain people who uh, are best able to be reached by you, taught by you, loved by you, served by you. And this is why God has so many preachers and teachers because he loves everybody, and uh, for some people, they hear better through one person than another, and that's great. And so just be grateful for however God made you, and learn how to be the best version of you. The way that we get into, I don't know, a real error is um, sometimes we listen to a preacher so much that we start to parrot or echo them. And this would be my strong encouragement. I, uh, I love preachers and pastors and teachers, and I appreciate all of that. But the truth is, I don't really listen to anybody. If I'm at a conference, I'll listen to somebody. Uh, sometimes um, if somebody recommends something, I'll listen to it. But for the most part, I'm careful not to listen to anybody regularly. And here's why. If you listen to them regularly, you're going to start to echo and parrot them. You're going to use their cadence. You're going to use their style. You're going to use their phraseology. I've even heard some people, it's like you're trying to imitate their voice. And by the way, good luck doing that with this one. The only three guys I've ever heard with this voice are my three sons. They all sound just like me. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I want God's Word to come through me and my personality. And this is why, even as you read the New Testament, you know, Luke, it's different than Paul, different than Peter, um, different than John. And so it's ultimately finding the voice that God has given you with the personality that God has given you. And and preaching and teaching is truth through human personality. And I, I, I think it's amazing and it's Great. And I'm, I'm grateful. I guess I, I guess I probably just torpedoed my own sermon podcast telling you not to listen to preachers. But again, if you find yourself just sort of echoing and parroting them, be careful. You don't want to just be a Russian nesting doll. If you've ever seen those kind of Russian nesting dolls, there's a big version and then a you know, a sort of big version and then a medium version and then a small version and then a really small version. And in every team tribe and tradition, there's always like the big Russian nesting doll preacher. And then all the guys or gals who listen to them, they're just Russian nesting dolls. They're just, you know, different size versions of the same thing. 
and I would encourage you uh, not to do that, and I would discourage you from doing that. Listen to, learn from everyone, but figure out kind of what your personality and your style and your delivery is. And we live in a day when it used to be a culture of excellence. Now it's really a culture of realness and rawness and authenticity. And so, you know, people are used to watching live streams. They're used to, you know, video shot while a guy's driving a Bronco down a mountain without any notes and verbal processing. And so it's, it's more about, you know, people, they're not expecting you to be perfect. Uh, they know God's word is perfect, but God's servant is not. They want you to do a good job with the word of God. But, you know, you, you have the freedom to be human and it gives them permission to be human as well. And so when you start preaching or teaching, it's like when you're learning to play an instrument. You're going to find a chord sheet and you're going to plug away, you know, you're going to figure out how to play the chords. Well, then eventually you learn how to play without, you know, watching the chords. And then eventually you start creating your own music. And don't feel bad early on if you're just sort of playing someone else's chords. But the goal is at some point, you got to be putting together your own messages. You got to be writing your own songs. And this is where, too, I don't think it's a sin to go somewhere and preach the outline of someone else. And I know that there are places that make those available. I just think it's really sad. And if you're a pastor, a teacher, a leader, and you don't have time to study the Bible and spend time with God and hear from the Holy Spirit and figure out a specific word for your people and have it come through your personality, then I would say you probably need to rearrange your schedule because what's more important than hearing from God and delivering a word on behalf of God to the people of God? And so, you know, ultimately as well, when it comes to style, you got to figure out humor. And humor is one of those deals. Some people are naturally funny. Some people are just quirky. They just, everything they say is just kind of quirky because they just got an eccentric personality. Uh, other people, um, they can tell a good joke, and so they need to kind of set up a joke that can illustrate a point or bring a punchline. Uh, some people, they're just not funny. They're just like, dude. And so what they have is they have an awkward delivery and sense of humor, and you kind of feel bad for them. You're like, that's not funny, but we're supposed to laugh, and we do really love you, and we care about you, but man, you know... You've got like, you've got the personality of Spock. You don't really have a sense of comedic timing and delivery. And so for some people, they're not very funny and they deliver content and God bless them and people love them and they take notes and they appreciate it. If that's you, great. If you're a joke teller and you know how to throw in a good joke that can lighten the mood, great. And I will say this, that if you're an intense preacher, and so, how do I say this? So, so, when it comes to preaching, there's a deep end of the pool and there's a shallow end of the pool. And what happens is in kind of your seeker churches or, you know, your evangelistic ministry, it's shallow end of the pool. They're like, hey, we got to get you in the water. We'll put your water wings on, put a floaty on you, you know, put a life jacket on you and we'll get you kind of used to the water, get you started. Other churches are deep end of the pool. Everybody shows up with an interlinear. Um, they're taking notes. They like hearing Greek words. You need to quote at least three dead guys and four Latin phrases. Otherwise, you know, they, uh, they don't respect you. 
And uh, and so in those deep into the pool churches, if you walk in and you're a non-Christian, you're like, I am so lost. I don't know where we are. I don't know what the Greek words are. I don't understand the Latin. I don't know what we're talking about. So what happens is the deep end of the pool churches criticize the shallow end of the pool churches. The deep end of the pool churches are, you guys are all shallow. Well, yeah, it's intentional. You know, it's like uh, baby food. We're, we're getting them started and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna go from there. And then the shallow end of the pool churches are like, nobody ever gets saved at your church. And usually that's kind of true as well. And so the key in your preaching is, how do you try and have, um, a, in your style, how do you have a shallow end of the pool? Meaning, you're, you're explaining the big words to people. So I preach through Romans, and there's justification by faith. You gotta stop, you gotta explain that in English. Um, you can't just take words that people don't know and assume that they will figure it out. Well, hey, if you would love to fellowship, people are like, huh? What is that? Well, that's Christianese for be nice to each other and be friends, um, then you've got you've to explain the words. And so my thought is it's not that you can't use the language of the Bible or the theological terms, but you need to explain them. That's part of your style. Some people, their style is we're only going to use words from the small end of the pool. Others are we're only going to use words from the, you know, the deep end of the pool. And my thing is well, let's use the words from the deep, deep end of the pool, but let's explain it for the folks in the shallow end of the pool so that they can start to move out to the deep end without drowning and getting lost. And where this helps is comedy, because if you are a deep end of the pool preacher, uh, my sermons are an hour plus. I do daily devotions, study guides. I tend to go through books of the Bible. I'm in Genesis. I'm even preaching the genealogies. I mean, if there was a mattress tag in the Bible, I'd preach the mattress tag. I believe it's all God-breathed and profitable. Uh, but sometimes if it's just emotionally intense, let's say you're an intense personality or maybe you're a deep thinker and lecturer, uh, sometimes a little bit of comedy just gives people an emotional break. It's kind of like between rounds in a cage fight or a boxing match, go sit on the stool. It's just kind of get your breath for a moment and then back to it you go. And, and figuring out how to use humor is really important. What I would say is, um, if you're going to use humor, use it on the religious and the rebellious. If all you do is uh, use comedy on rebellious people, you're going to end up with a lot of self-righteous, judgmental, religious people, the same people who crucified Jesus because he was, he was too liberal. If all you do is preach against <coughs> and kind of make fun of religious people and their silliness and their traditions and their legalisms, you're going to end up with a bunch of rebellious people. Uh, the story of the prodigal son is that there was a rebellious son and there was a religious son, and both of them were wrong. And so if you're going to use humor, and the best way to use humor is prophetic humor. And prophetic humor, it cuts through our self-righteousness, our defensiveness, our legalism, our tradition, and it causes us to um, feel the sting of the prophetic humor. Jesus does this a lot. He says, you guys tithe out of the spice rack and uh, you miss the weightier matters of the law. Uh, he tells the Pharisees, you know, hey, or the religious people in John chapter 8, you guys want to argue theology, but uh, your father is the devil. Um, 
which you know probably was offensive to their mother as well. And uh, and Jesus says, you know, for it's easier for a rich man to you know uh, enter heaven than for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle. That's prophetic humor. Means if your identity is in your financial idolatry, uh, that ultimately good luck with that. And so Jesus uses prophetic humor. So do the prophets. Um, there's a prophet in the Old Testament that tells a bunch of women that they're the cows of Bashan. Probably offensive. Um, you know, uh, we see this um, with uh, prophets, and they will use really biting prophetic sarcasm like Elijah with the prophets of Baal and he tells them hey maybe your God can't light this um, sacrifice on fire because he's on the toilet today you know he's had kind of a chalupa Tuesday and he's a little tidied up with side business right now and so it's really thinking through how are you going to use humor and humor is not just trying to be funny or entertaining it has a prophetic function in the scriptures and um and oftentimes this is missed, but it's very present in the preaching and teaching of God's Word. The other thing I would say about uh, style is don't fall into a rut of predictability. If you're like, I always have three points in an illustration, well, don't. If I always start with a joke, well, don't. You, you know, be free to have some freedom and flexibility and creativity and don't fall into a predictable rut of predictability. In addition, don't, with your style, don't overlook nonverbal communication. What do you do with your hands? What do you do with your eyes? What do you do with your facial expressions? What do you do with silence and pausing? It has a dramatic effect. What do you do when you drop your voice, you, you draw people in, you slow down your pacing and you reduce your voice? Versus if you suddenly, excitedly raise your voice and increase your intensity and passion, all of that communicates. All of that communicates. And the dude passed and he probably thinks I've lost my mind, which is possible. Nonetheless, um, when it comes to style, it's figuring out, hmm, do I use a table? Do I sit on a stool? Do I stand up? Do I use a pulpit? Do I use an iPad? Do I preach out of a Bible? Do I dress casually? Do I dress formally? Do I use humor? How long is my sermon? Do I use the theological words? Do I explain them? All of that is part of your style. And the only way to figure it out, quite frankly, is just trial and error. It's like driving a stick shift, an old manual transmission. You're like, you just got to figure it out. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to get it wrong before you get it right. And don't let that bother you. And this is why I would say, don't be super eager to live stream everything. Uh, the truth is, you know, you're going to figure it out. And you're going to have some good days and some bad days and give yourself a little bit of grace. That being said, in the next one, we will talk about pacing as we continue to look at common mistakes that preachers and teachers make. Hey, thanks for tuning in for my little series as we learn to teach the Bible as we drive in the Bronco. And by the way, I do love the Bronco. Can you hear the twin turbos? Thank you, Jesus. We hope today's message impacted you and they will continue to bless your life and legacy for generations to come. For more Real Leaders content, visit realfaith.com slash realleaders. 
To sign up to get Real Leaders content straight to your inbox, visit realfaith.com slash sign up.